It is a Tuesday. We welcome you in. Mike Steely, Parker Thune here in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. A lot going on, a lot to talk about today. I'm sure the text line will get busy again today. It always does. We do have a, a new transfer portal opener today that we can play. What's happening? It's a transfer portal. It's out of control. We're losing our defense. No, not our starting quarterback. We need him. Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. Get out of here, man. We gotta get out of this place. If it's the last thing we ever do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See, we create that today. We create that today, and it's all quiet on the portal front for OU today. Nothing today so far. What's going on? Well, to be fair, it is, is that only it? noon. So that's true. All all the guys that hit the portal yesterday hit the portal during our show. So within the next two hours, things may get popping. That's true. That's uh, just absolutely apparently true. just live to make our jobs more difficult. Did I hear Plank say that Dylan Gabriel told uh, Dylan Buckingham, Dylan to Dylan, that he hasn't completely ruled out the possibility of playing in the ball game? Did I hear that right? Or were my ears deceiving me? No, I mean, that's and that's something that's been reported. I think we talked about it yesterday. Maybe it was on, in Locked In. But several national reporters have said that Dylan Gabriel may still play in the bowl game. Now, to be fair, that is not my expectation. I think it makes my, sense for everybody to just turn the page. Yes, Bob Seeger, man, turn the page. Why? I mean, I guess it's up to Dylan. Well, Brent Venables is the head coach. But uh, if Dylan's moving on, I wish him the best. Had a really good uh, two-year stint, particularly this past year at Oklahoma. But it's time to pass the baton to JFA, Jackson freaking Arnold, and get him all these, you know, 15 practices, all those reps, playing against a good, red-hot Arizona team. Yeah, I'm with you, Patrick, who's chiming in early. No chance he plays, just posturing. I kind of agree with that. I would be extremely surprised if Dylan Gabriel played in the Alamo Bowl. I think it's the Jackson Arnold show. Rodney from Denton asked, could DG suit up as the backup? I <laughs> No, I can't imagine that happens. DG needs to just head to Oregon, all right? No mule shoe Please, situation. Please, I'm all for it. Yes. I'm all for it. USC, I... no. No, 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 no. To USC. I will buy Oregon merchandise in support of Dylan Gabriel if he's a duck. All right, I'll go in too. I'll get an Oregon hoodie or something. Now, because if he goes to USC and mule shoe, it's like... You know, when you date a pretty good-looking girl in high school or college and you like her a lot and there's nothing really wrong with her, but the relationship doesn't last, and then Mule Shoe ends up going out with her afterwards. You're like, really? you got to go with that D-bag? Seriously? I mean, that's Mule Shoe right there. So you don't need that situation with Dylan Gabriel. Hopefully that will not happen. By the way... um, any other names you think for Oklahoma? That now they have offered this Spencer Brown, the O lineman from Michigan State, right? That's the one we know of. We think that there's some interest there. Spencer Brown is a guy that they are interested in. Okay, I would probably rank him number one amongst targets as far as offensive line is concerned. Uh, the Sooners did visit yesterday with a couple of transfers from San Diego State. 
okay. and offered them. Brandon so, Eagle. Uh huh. Yeah, the name to know there is cornerback Des John Malone. That is Des John that, Malone sounds like a guy who could uh, line up in man coverage and cover somebody. To me. That's what you need. That's what Losing you need. Woody Washington. Yeah. I guess that's not confirmed, but it's presumed that Woody Washington won't return. Here's uh, kind of a doomer text from a listener in the 832. Mike and Parker, based on the below, please give something positive I can hold on to because I'm not feeling positive about this bowl game and how it leads into next season. For the bowl game, we will be missing our starting quarterback, left tackle, center, linebacker, who's the leader of the entire team, along with a safety in Lawrence, etc., this sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. I know that the players can use this as a springboard into next season, and I hope they do well, but if we play mediocre or, God forbid, even lose to Arizona, the ramifications on perception alone could set us back with future recruits that we need. I have my opinions. That's a little extreme. First? I mean, do we know that Danny Stutzman Yeah, that's my play? first thought is where, where is that notion coming from? I expect Danny Stutzman to play in the bowl game. Billy Bowman's going to play in the bowl game. He uh, mentioned that last night. Uh, you know, out at Rudy's, says he hasn't made up his mind whether he's coming back. Will after the bowl game. I would expect that he would come back. No guarantees, but it certainly looks like that. You would think that Danny Stutzman would come back. But, look, Arizona's a good football team. They've won six games in a row. Yep. They're going to be fired up. Any victory over Oklahoma still means something. And uh, the Sooners, again, to me, it's 95% that Jackson Arnold plays that game, starts that game, and we'll see. Maybe he lights it up. Maybe he has some problems. Who knows? Here's my thought. Rewind to last year. You're 6-6 and playing in the Cheez-It Bowl. And there are numerous key contributors on that football team that were injured for that game or opted out to the point where Oklahoma was playing with three second-string offensive linemen and a third-string offensive lineman at the end of that football game. Even so, they went all the way down to the wire with a Florida State team that is not is not the exact same team that just went 13-0 this season, Still pretty but darn good, very though. similar to that, and that team defense as far as was composition. Solid, right? The defense was solid. If it weren't for the sawchuck fumble, Oklahoma's got, what, a 75% chance to win that game, probably, last year in the Cheez-It Bowl, now the Pop-Tarts Bowl. But you're right. You're exactly right. Um, I, I don't think it would hurt recruiting, but look, it's it's an Arizona team that's not going to have a lot of opt-outs. It's uh, coming in on a six-game winning streak, and the Sooners are going to have to play good football. And look, let's just call it like it is. There's virtually nothing at stake in this game. The difference between 11-2 and with an Alamo Bowl win and 10-3 and with an Alamo Bowl loss is highly inconsequential, especially in the eyes of recruits. Wait a minute. It does not matter that you, much. So you say the Herm Edwards rule does not matter. No, you always play to win the game, Steely. I'm not suggesting that you don't. But I, what do you gain if you win other than an Alamo Bowl trophy, I guess, that you wouldn't have if you lose? Extra momentum maybe, a little bit. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. By the way, hour number one is always brought to you by Lasher Home Comfort Systems here on Steel Man and Thune. Hour number one, we appreciate Tim and his great company, 405-579-3113. Heating and air needs, you need those taken care of, they'll get it done for you. By the way, our portal updates, we have so many promos now, I don't know if I can keep them all in line. I've got – th- it's like a binder full of uh, promos. But we appreciate uh, Swiftco Roofing and Construction, Transfer Portal Updates, 405-831-8222. Brent Swift will come by personally and look at your home 
and uh, get it taken care of if you have a roofing or construction issue. 25 years of experience on every job. He has renovated, he and his company, over 350 houses, and they've got a great reputation. We appreciate Swiftco Roofing and Construction. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. Two-year anniversary of the Brent Venables hire. Two years to this day. Give me the good, the bad, and the ugly. First two years of Brent, what's your belief level? What do you think about this hire two years in? Are you still really confident, kind of confident, not confident at all? Let us know your uh, your uh, stance on Brent. I can't speak today. Uh, you know, after two years, sixteen and nine overall, no Big Twelve titles, uh, a couple bowl games, appearance, bowl game appearances. The cheese it we just referenced. They lost to Florida State in a good game last year. Headed to the Alamo Bowl to take on Arizona late in December. But uh, your thoughts? Two good recruiting classes for Brent. Not done with this second one. Uh, you know that that we're looking at right now. We'll see what happens with EPL and some other guys. But uh, your thoughts on Brent through two years? as the head coach at Oklahoma. How would you sum it up so far, first two years? Continuous, steady, upward progression. That, to me, is the underlying theme of Brent Venables' tenure as Oklahoma's head football coach to this point. They are not there yet in terms of being a legitimate championship contender. But they're taking steps in that direction. And... I would say by year two in the SEC, if things continue along this trajectory, I'm pretty confident that Oklahoma goes into the month of December with a shot to at least compete for a national championship. What would be the most disappointing aspect of the first two years? For me, it is the defense hasn't progressed enough. It has gotten better, but again, tapered off last few games of this season. Uh, we know that Brent's got a great defensive mind, and at times they've done, you know, you think about the goal line stands that they had, particularly the one in the Cotton Bowl, very impressive, you know, but they uh, and injuries contributed to that down the stretch. But the defense still is, a, you know, a ways away. And I, you didn't expect most of it, you know, most of us who were realistic that they were all of a sudden going to be the Clemson defense right off the bat. But uh, the defense still is not nearly where it needs to be. That would be my biggest criticism. That's fair. But I also think, again, you weren't going to completely flip this defense in two years. Maybe that was best-case scenario, pie in the sky, the ideal that we all had. Oh, Brent Venables comes in and instantly OU's defense gets better. Uh, I think when you consider the hand that he was dealt and – how much can you realistically upgrade a defensive front seven in the portal without a ton of money to throw around? I'm I'm okay. Like, could it have been better? Sure. But I'm okay with the level that Venables has this defense playing at at the end of year two. And again, as you look ahead to year three and year four, as long as you continue to take those steps, as we have seen the Sooners do over the last two seasons, they're going to get there. They're going to get to the point where they're a top 10 defense nationally. Maybe that's next year. Maybe it's another. Maybe it's a couple years off. Regardless, what I like and what I have seen from this program that gives me optimism is that you see them headed in the right direction. Almost without it. It hasn't really been a one step forward, two steps back type of thing. There, there have been times where, okay, maybe we got, a little out ahead of ourselves with the narratives. And then you see this program 
especially on the defensive side of the ball, regress a little bit, take a step back. But it's not something that has plagued them in the long term. Yeah, I, I think they're moving in the right direction. Uh, but, you know, when you look at next year's schedule, man, six of the 12 against ranked teams, five in the current top 13. The other one's Tennessee at 21. And remember, Tulane just barely dropped out of the top 25 at the end of the season. So we knew the road was going to be a lot tougher, no doubt about that. But uh, I, I still think I like this staff. I like the way they recruit. I like the way the way they go about their business. You know, off the field, all of that stuff. But, again, it's a whole new world now heading into the SEC. All right, break time right here. When we get back, your texts, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. What are your thoughts? Brent Venable's two-year anniversary as the Sooners hire two years ago to replace Mule Shoe. That rotten sack of, well, you know. We'll be right back here on The Ref. We are back as we age. Cataract surgery often is an inevitable step. Not about just restoring your eyesight, though. It's really about keeping or upgrading your quality of life. So when it's time for cataract surgery, you have one really important decision that can affect your vision for the rest of your life. And that choice is between a standard lens, which many times requires you to rely on glasses for reading, or a premium lens. Consider panoptics, vividity, or a light-adjustable lens. The leading choices that can provide crystal clear vision and freedom from glasses. You know what to do. If you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center with uh, Dr. Bellardo. They are the very best. All right, 405-651-3439. couple other portal names to throw out there. You know the ones we've talked about. Uh, and we'll get to those in a second. Andrew McCuba, Clemson, safety, defensive back. No real need for a safety right now, especially after the Sooners just told Key Lawrence to back up and hit the road because they had a surplus there. So, I mean, you're starting safeties heading into 2024 almost without question are Billy Bowman, assuming he comes back, and that is my belief, and then – Rock, paper, scissors, take your pick between Peyton Bowen and Robert Spears Jennings. Obviously, I think Bowen wins that job, but RSJ will be the third guy that rotates in. I I like RSJ. I like him. But if Peyton Bowen is not starting and playing almost every snap, something's wrong because that kid is a superstar in the making. I know he had some injury issues, but that kid needs to be on the field. He is a big play waiting to happen. And I like Robert Spears Jennings. And I hope he's in the rotation and plays a lot. Uh, but Peyton Bowen, man, he needs, he needs to be out there on the field. He's a star. Uh, what about anything new on Jalen Conyers, the tight end? Well, as I mentioned yesterday, Brent Venables did go out to visit with him. Right. Uh, he is planning to take trips to Oklahoma, to Georgia, to Utah, and to Texas Tech. That was reported by somebody that knows Conyers very, very well. Uh Anytime Georgia is involved for a tight end, you have to be kind of leery of Georgia Mm -hmm. because that is tight end you right now. No question about it. So, look, Texas Tech, that makes sense. Conyers is a West Texas kid. It's closer to home. Utah, I mean, that's another school that recently has developed some pretty solid tight ends. So he's got four really solid options there. Now, 
what helps Oklahoma is that they have a couple of key connections, one of them being his longstanding friendship with Brennan Thompson, those two both being West Texas guys that go back a long way. There you way. go fishing together, right? Exactly, exactly. And how's this for a fun little nugget? Uh, back before Caden Helms was a Sooner, his final three was Arizona State, North Carolina, and Oklahoma. And when he went on his official visit to Arizona State, his host was none other than, wait for it, Jalen Conyers. How so, about that? He knows that family very, very well, too. Deion Burks, wide receiver, Purdue. Any interest there at all? No, I don't think Oklahoma's going to move on a portal receiver. I wouldn't think so, but uh, that was an interesting game out there. And uh, Chris McClellan, um, we haven't seen anything on DJ Hicks getting in the portal. I know you don't want to speak on that until he gets in the portal. But uh, the waiting is the hardest part. Who knows what's going to happen there? But you've always said if he gets in the portal, you think Oklahoma has an excellent shot. But anything new on McClellan? On McClellan, no. Okay. I Oklahoma's going to be heavily involved there. I think that's pretty well known at this point. It's just a matter of seeing what visits he schedules and when. Defensive lineman from Tulsa who was at Florida had uh, had some pretty solid stats there, pretty highly recruited. It was a weird recruitment when Oklahoma uh, was in with Chris McClellan, it was kind of off and on and off and on, and then he ends up at Florida. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Jackson in Edmond says, Parker, president of the BV Bootlicker Club. Wow, you got absolved from this one, Steely. Two years from now, BV will tie John Blake with the most losing seasons, and you will still be making excuses. BV is a lousy game manager, and that will not change. Did you uh, do you have to pay uh, monthly or yearly dues to the BV Bootlickers Club? I'm the president. Steve. You're the I don't president. Have to play, I don't have president. to pay anything. People pay me. There you go. You want to lick BV's boots? Dollars. BV's wearing Jordans though. He's not wearing boots, right? That is true. So, anyway, he and the whole staff. Their shoe game is on point. Oh yeah, it's really good. All right, 405-651-3439. We're asking you your thoughts on BB after two years. What do you like? What do you not like? What's your confidence level? Let us know. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Good point from a listener in the 405. Reggie Grimes started every game in 2022 and is now in the portal after zero starts in 2023. That tells me we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, did you hear what Ethan Down said about P.J.? Last night? Yes. You want to hear yeah, it? Yeah, let's hear it. I put that uh, that clip's in there somewhere. So, uh, Ethan Downs, uh, last night, on with Teddy and Tiro out at Rudy's and uh, had this to say about the future and PJ. We got a bunch of freaks, like freak athletes all the way around. Um, PJ out of Paju, he is the, I mean, he, he's going to be the most dominant football player to come out of OU in a long time. And I'm not saying that because I'm creating unrealistic expectations for him. I'm saying he's got the physique and the mind and the capability, and I'm going to lead him to become that. There you go. Uh, Ethan Downs pretty high on P.J., as are many people who uh, love the Sooners. They think that kid's uh, ceiling is about as high and pretty as the Sistine Chapel ceiling. All right, 405-651-3439. Sooner Gundy says, I love BV's boots. <laughs> Gundy of Studsman Army says, how do I get in the BV Bootlickers Club? Uh, 
JP Shooter says that bootlicker texture can lick mine. Oh boy, that's it's fun. It's okay. fun when the text line coalesces. Okay, Tom just said uh, a Clemson DB just got in the portal. Andrew Makuba. Okay, Tom, you uh, you you must report to class on time. All right, <laughs> you know after the bell rings, we just talked about that two minutes ago. So, young man, unless you show up on time to class. You're not going to know what the lessons are, all right? So uh, next time we're calling your parents, all right? And you have to go to the principal's office. But Okie Tom, we said, not going to happen. Sooner Sooner Smitty says, the biggest thing I didn't like about BV just moved to Starkville. There you go. Well, you know, Jeff Levy had a – and and the offensive numbers were really, really good. Really good. You look at them nationally. But it was some of the play calling, obviously, in the two losses. And, look, you're going to second-guess everyone. But I thought they were really bad. I mean, and, and I'm an idiot. Uh, and I thought some of the decisions play call-wise, they weren't aggressive enough. Um, but I think, again, you know, the Art Briles situation rubbed some people the wrong way. And then the way that Levy handled that until he apparently was told, dude, you, you've got to address this, uh, didn't look very good. So we'll see what happens out in Starkville. Cool Mojay says, stop wasting my time with all this talk about top-rated receivers and tight ends and defensive backs and linemen. I want to know what kicker we're going to be bringing in from the portal. I don't think you're going to need a portal kicker. we got the Liam kid, right? Well, you'll have Gavin Marshall back mm-hmm. healthy again. Right. And you've got Liam Evans coming in. So there will be some legitimate competition. For you that. would think that somebody named Liam would be able to kick the ball pretty well, right? That's a kicker's name. Sure. Not that I know of any famous kicker named Liam, but it just sounds like a guy who can kick a football. So we'll see. Matt from Moore says, Steely, everyone knows that the ceiling is the roof. (laughs) Ted Roof. Are we expecting Ted Roof back next year? He's been out at all. There's some of those high school games out there, right? Yeah. You know, I was skeptical at first, but now I think, yeah, Ted Roof will be back as Oklahoma's defensive coordinator for year one in the SEC. Best designer glasses of any Sooner assistant of all time? I would say so. Probably. Also just a really nice guy. That's what I hear. Really nice guy. All right, break time right here, 405-651-3439. You guys keep them coming. We'll get to as many as we can. If we don't get to yours, you know, copy and paste it, keep sending it. The the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is always moving, man. Up tempo all the time. No hesitation. Stay with us. Be right back here in the home of Sooner fans. Back with you, hour number one, presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-651, or I'm sorry, 405-579-3113. I've got 9 million phone numbers to remember, and I'm old and it's difficult. Riverwind Casino, always the very best promotions. Nobody can touch them in the area. Nearly 3,000 electronic games, the very best gaming assortment of electronic games, all your favorite table games, great bars, great dining, world-class hotel, incredible service and promotions. And uh, we've got the next show coming up at the Showplace Theater in uh, December, of course. Now we have Lee Bryce, Friday, December 15th. Ron White, Saturday, December 30th. Midland with a New Year's Eve show on uh, Sunday, December 31st, which is New Year's Eve. Uh, Some tickets available there. 
Uh, get online at riverwind.com or go by the casino box office in January, bringing in 2024. Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy and Friends, a comedy show in February, Air Supply and Scotty McCreary. Then in March, the comedy of Jim Gaffigan. We've got great promotions happening as well. They're giving away $312,000 in December, in addition to all the jackpots that will be won over at Riverwind. So get on out there. The Frosty Fridays promotion, the Midnight Magic Madness, 40K Santa's uh, shopping spree, Midday Runaway, Midnight Magic Riches, almost $315,000 given away by the folks at Riverwind coming up this December. Always good times at Riverwind Casino. 405-651-3439. Here we go. Gunny Assessment Army says, I'd much rather be a BV bootlicker than a Gundy groveler. Coming up tonight at BV's Bootlicker Club, 50-cent draws from 6 to 8 and the music of Ted Roof and the three-man front from 9 to 11. Sounds like a fun night, doesn't it? I can get down with it. Drown nights are no longer possible, by the way. You don't want to drown in alcohol because too many people drowned in alcohol and then jumped in a vehicle. So that was a pretty good move. To get away from those. Tulsa Tim asks, is Ethan Downs coming back? Yes, Ethan yep. Downs is coming back. Some will not like to hear that because some have it out for Ethan, Ethan Downs. Ethan Downs hater, reason. not coming back. Yes, he has Ethan been. Ethan Downs he has coming been back. Permanently. Permanently. Ryan and Norman says, BV's Bootlickers Club will meet every other Wednesday at Midway Deli. Sounds like a good meeting spot. Barry Switzer will be there. That's right. The King. They, they, you know what? Barry Switzer needs down the road. Hopefully we'll have the King for a long more, uh, many more years. But he needs a, uh, a, a statue or at least a plaque at Midway Deli down the road. You know, like him with a bowl of pinto beans or something. We need another statue. Maybe not the size of the one. Over by the uh, football offices, but we need another Switzer statue at the uh, Midway Deli. Oof, it's December. I'm going to have to make some beans soon. Some white beans with ham. You ever done that? Mm-hmm. Ever had that? Not bad. Throw I don't do many the- beans because I turn into Chernobyl with beans. So I try and, like Allison Chain saying, I stay away. But they're, unless I can be in a very private environment, if you know what I mean. Big Chris says, Coach BV is a good coach, and he's an even better human being. He is what OU needs. Sooner Ray says, establishing the appropriate culture and new philosophies, rebuilding the roster after being totally decimated, and doing it all the right way takes time, full stop. This is a trustworthy staff and overall investment that must be given time to grow. Yes, and here's the other part of that equation, and I think they're moving in the right direction, but Parker, man, it's harder than ever to really – establish maybe not establish a culture but keep a culture intact when you have the transfer portal and so much movement now in college football right now again i think your core values and what you stand for and your football philosophy all of that doesn't change but man like who knows how many people the sooners will bring in in the portal but you've got to get them in the culture in addition to a new recruiting class it's just a totally different world out there in college football Worm Johnson says, listen closely, fellas. BV will lead the Sooners to 10 wins next year. If not, I will lick Steelman's boots. Really? With that schedule, 
Nine and three would be a pretty darn good year with that. Schedule I think it would be year. too. Like if you win ten games, yeah, that's excellent. That is a major win. Now, if you can run the table at home, you've got your home games: Tennessee, Alabama, South Carolina, and the Black Bears of Maine. Well, and the non-con non-conference games: Temple, Houston, Tulane. Texas on a neutral site, you go on the road to uh, Baton Rouge, you go to Auburn, you go to Missouri, and you go to Ole Miss. So, yeah, I think 9-3 and three would be really, really good. But you win 10 on that schedule, you're going to get more than likely you would definitely get, I would think, in the college football playoff if you go 10-2 and two with that schedule. A listener in the 832 says, Parker, if you're the president of BV's Bootlickers Club, does that make Steely president of the Gundy Grovelers? You see what you why people <laughs> let it go. All right. T Rose said, Well, Steely ended up middle of the pack. Remember he had to sell his soul to do that in the uh Is that the only thing that kept you out of last place? No, no, no. I was middle of the pack. I just missed the playoffs, but congratulations to uh, Teddy Lehman on the championship. A listener in the 951 says, is the common belief that Danny is headed to the NFL? No, the common belief is that Danny Stutzman's going to stay. He needs another year. I, I love so Danny too. Stutzman, man. I love uh, – and, and Steve as well. But I think Danny needs another year. Is he an NFL caliber linebacker? Yes, but I think he could use another year. A 918 listener asks, what about Justin Harrington? Is he coming back and will he start? Yes, he's going to come back. He's applying for the, is it the hardship year? What do they call it? Yeah, medical hardship labor. Yeah, so it'll be his seventh year of college football. Golly, man. And, like, Alan Bowman has another year left. Does he really? These guys are going to be, you know, getting their AARP cards and playing college football. Drew from Flyer Mountain says, Steely, if he was a professor, would say, the bell doesn't dismiss you, I do. <laughs> I'm just giving Oki Tom a hard time. That's all. He just missed getting to class on time, and we'd already taught that lesson. That's all I'm saying. Frisco Sooner says, one other thing with BV. Let's not forget he has been through living hell this year. Put me down for one who believes in him Amen. and his program. Amen. Can you imagine? I mean – Dealing with that and dealing with the rigors of being a college football head coach and, you know, well, they make a lot of money or whatever. I, look, but the hours, what it takes. I mean, Brent's, uh, he's a very focused, goal-oriented guy with a lot of passion, but I don't care who you are. That is tough. When you've got your significant other and they're hurting and you, you, you just want to be there for support, look, I, you know, I've got Shay – with MS, and she's got the milder form of MS, but it, but, but it still terrifies me. I can't imagine, you know, what Brent's dealing with mentally. That's, that's tough, man. Christy on the text line says, you've made some good decisions this year, Steely, but the best was the decision to block Ethan Downs' hater. You know, it was just so – it finally just hit me. It was like, why are we just accepting this negativity every day? Because it was all for attention, and I, I, I don't believe it was like a bogus account. But finally, it just hit me, why deal with this? Why deal with that much negativity? Now, if you've got an opinion and you want to share it and you don't agree with one of our opinions, that's fine. But this guy was just a jerk, and we finally decided, you know what? See ya. Lloyd from El Reno asks for a Thor Griffith update. 
Thor Griffith, transfer defensive lineman from Harvard, for those that are unfamiliar. A very smart Marvel superhero, Thor. I think the Sooners are going to hold out on making a move on Thor Griffith for now, at least until they find out what happens with Chris McClellan. Because, again, I have said it before, I will reiterate it. The two guys that Oklahoma would like to have at defensive tackle are Chris McClellan and a guy that is not yet in the portal. Not a ton of sleuthing is required to figure out who I'm talking about. But Thor Griffith feels like option number three right now. So if you land McClellan, maybe you move on Thor Griffith. Maybe you don't. If you don't land McClellan, I do think the Sooners will move on Thor Griffith. By the way, uh, Todd Bates again the other day at Katie Paytow. Uh, yep. People automatically think, well, that means it's definitely happening, right? But it doesn't mean it's definitely happening, right? I don't think anything's going to happen until after the bowl game. Yeah, Aggies have uh, the Aggies versus the Aggies, Oklahoma State and Texas A&M. There you go. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet Tax Line. Keep those texts rolling in. We appreciate each and every one of them. And, again, if you don't get yours read, keep sending it. Keep sending it. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, again, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet Tax Line. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, wrapping up hour number one here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Keep it here. All quiet on the portal front so far today for Oklahoma. Portal trackers still Marcus Hicks, DJ Graham, Jason Llewellyn, Tawi Walker, Nate Anderson, Dylan Gabriel, Savion Bird, Reggie Grimes, Key Lawrence, Marcus Major, and Dalen Smothers. But nothing today so far. Transfer portal updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Give them a call at 405-831-8222. And Brent Swift will come out personally and take a look at your home. 405-831-8222. Roofing, construction, whatever you need done, they'll get it taken care of for you. All right. Um, Okie Tom's reporting back and has improved his grade today. Got it back to a B. Sooners are favored by four and a half against Providence tonight. Can we pull up the Porter uh, quotes or uh, comment on the matchup with Providence? Six o'clock tonight is the tip-off at the LNC. By the way, 6 p.m. tip. The Sooners up to number 19 in the country. They're 7-0 and on the season. Providence is 7-1. and It's a good ball club. Big 12, Big East Challenge. Providence, the Friars' only loss was a 73-70 loss uh, to K-State, by the way, in the Bahamas championship in overtime. So here's Porter Moser talking about tonight's opponent, Providence. Extremely tough defensively, and then they, they try to play fast. And uh, they'd be undefeated. Their only loss was in overtime, and one of their key players got hurt in the first two minutes of the game. That was their only loss. And they, they'd be a top-15 team. They got veterans. They got Bryce Hopkins, who's an All-American candidate, Devin Carter, um, just a physical Big East team, old, fast. They're, they're really good. They're, they're an NCAA tournament team. They're, they're, they're very good playing really well. We've seen how good Wisconsin's in the top 25 right now. They beat Wisconsin by 20. And uh, just a really good physical Big East team. Porter on with uh, T-Row uh, this morning right here on the ref. Should be a heck of a game. Providence in Oklahoma, 6 o'clock tip time, ESPNU. And then the Sooners Saturday in Tulsa against the Arkansas Razorbacks. If the Sooners win this game tonight, 
nationally, folks are going to start to take notice of what Porter Moser's doing. I mean, they That's already had, though, right? They're 19, I, but you're saying yeah, really, well, truly, maybe top 15 or so? Yeah, I mean, look, it feels like a nice run right mm-hmm. now. You're, what, 7-0, and got that ranked win over USC, which was big. But it still doesn't feel like there is a ton of buzz outside the OU bubble about what this Sooner basketball team has been able to accomplish early in the season. I think if you're able to knock off Providence tonight – that's where you maybe, you know, you log into ESPN tomorrow, you see a story or two going, oh, well, should we be taking note of what Border Moser's doing yeah. in year three at Oklahoma? You're right. I think you're probably right. But again, they're 19th in the country, undefeated. If they can win both these games this week, look out. They've got North Carolina coming up in the uh, Jumpman Invitational in Charlotte down the road in December. But, uh, man, I... I'm really happy for Porter Moser because I think he's a good coach. He's a really nice dude, too, but he's a heck of a basketball coach. And he came into the toughest league in the country, and they were undermanned. And, look, part of that is, you know, Portal brought in the Portal, uh, you know, brought the Groves brothers. You know, uh, you got Jacob now at Virginia playing pretty decent. But they weren't very athletic. They didn't have a ton of options to score the basketball. They're very athletic, and they're also a good defensive team, too. I like the chemistry of this this team. So we'll see. I, I think they're going to be an NCAA tournament team. And maybe, you know, you start thinking about how high they could go seed wise, not just getting in. So, all right, let's get as many texts in as we can. A listener in Florida says, saw on Twitter the Texas A&M and OSU rivalry game or bowl game referred to as the Dollar Tree Red River rivalry. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Pretty good. Uh, Sooner Soldier says the portal and NIL is ruining college football. There needs to be some changes made. Sooner Soldier, I'm with you. I'm a part of the old crew. I don't like these changes, you know. I mean, come on. But, you know, eventually, I can remember back, uh, was it the 87? What was it, the other game of the century, the Oklahoma-Nebraska game, when they had a guy named Dick DiVenzio who was trying to unionize the college football players and they're already thinking about these guys should be getting paid man they're making millions not as many millions back then but they're making all this money for the university and yeah they get a scholarship but they deserve more that never took off but now this new era you know old people don't like change and there's just too much change in college football but you know what still the best sport out there a listener in new york Asks, how many more OU players should we expect to enter the portal? Let me ask you the, about one. What about Javante Barnes? Staying, you think? I think he's staying, Steely. Now, there will be more portal entries. I, I know of at least two more. Now, that said, neither of those guys are going to be particularly consequential departures, right? This is where this is the part of the season where you trust the processing. The Sooner staff is not done cycling guys out of Norman and out of the OU program to try and increase competitive depth. And I saw ESPN call it an exodus. I mean, which is, you know, and they're acting like, well, man, Dylan Gabriel must just uh, realize that Oklahoma's a sinking ship because he's getting out of there. I mean, again, that's one of those deals where you have no clue what's going on. No, none whatsoever. That's why, folks. You roll with the people who talk about OU athletics all the dang time, which we do here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Guess what? If we start talking about Auburn football like we know it, we, we probably don't, right? 
But the minute, look, again, if you're completely uninformed, you're thinking, man, Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma just won 10 games and he still wants out of there. No clue whatsoever. None. There's a guy that's been riding pine all year. They call him JFA. Mm-hmm. And the plan has always been for him to be OU starting quarterback in 2024. You all know this. We know this. ESPN does not know this. They don't. You know why? People are lazy now. They're lazy. You've got a bunch of goofballs out there also with their own channels. You know, Mama, I got a YouTube channel. I'm going to talk on you football. What are you going to do, son? I'm going to listen to the radio all day and right now they're stopping and I'm going to go on my own YouTube channel. <laughs> okay, son. Sounds good. Why don't you get your own information? No, no, no. I got to wake up at noon and then listen. These uh, the amount people. of the amount of information that gets regurgitated by random YouTubers these days. I mean, you we know, back, have allowed like, the geeks to get involved with stuff. These people that should still be stuffed in lockers got out of the locker <laughs> and created their own channel. And some of these people actually have people believing that they're insiders. Like I said, you can fake your way to insider status some of the time. They should have stayed in the locker. We should have locked the lock, the master lock. Just <laughs> clicked it shut. Left them in the locker. Now they're everywhere. Son, how did your YouTube channel do today? We had six viewers, Dad. It was great. Loser. We'll be right back here on the ref. Ah, we're talking and we're yelling today. Old man was just yelling at a cloud. Again. Well, you were yelling at the aggregators. That's right. The old man yelling at a cloud brought to you by Sunny Hill Rest Home. Tapioca pudding and peaches every day at 2 o'clock at Sunny Hill Rest Facility. We need to get a sponsor. We still need to get one. I don't think I have ever in my life had tapioca pudding. Of course, I have all these sheets. They're probably about 20 sponsor sheets, which is a good thing. A very good thing. Means business is booming. That's right. I'm not some guy creating his own. You know, if we would stuffed those people in lockers, like, and just left them in there, you know, you could open up a locker at a high school and there's just a skull and a skeleton in there. Well, at least he didn't get his own YouTube channel, right? <laughs> I mean, it might have been pretty cruel and inhumane, but at least they wouldn't have got access to a YouTube channel. Okay, I'm off. I'm I'm over it. I think four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. And hour number two brought to you by Oklahoma Generator. They are the best in the business. Great reputation. Customer service reviews off the charts. They have a great deal for you. New customer discounts. A free 10-year warranty with new installations online at okgen.com. Or you can call them up at 405-321-6631. All right, let's see what the people have to say. The ref army has spoken, and they're, I mean, they, wow. 
You think we can catch up with all these? I think we can catch up. Um, JP Sooner says, that was obviously directed at someone, LOL. I just want to know at who now. No, there there are multiple. Uh, and look, all right, if you want to just – it just amazes me in this day and age that there are people who actually think these people are – some of these people are insiders. They're not you. They're not Brandon Drum. They're not Josh McQuiston or George Stoya or John Hoover. They're fake. Completely fake. Yet these people still believe that it's like, okay, whatever. Sorry. Okie Tom says, is there any update on the Andy Bass injury? Yeah, well, it's been reported elsewhere. So I, I try not to be the first one to go through the wall with injury updates. I don't feel like that's my place. But if it's out there, I'm willing to dive into it in a little bit more detail. So Andy Bass did suffer an ACL injury Saturday. Um, it was actually, he, he kind of self-diagnosed it coming off the field. Um, he and his dad are both very, very in tune with the human body. That's why, that's part of the reason why Andy is in such good shape is because, you know, he is gunning towards a long-term career in, uh, training or exercise science, something along those lines. Uh, so he is very, very aware of every single aspect of, the human anatomy, and mm-hmm. so you know when uh, I was out there on Saturday night with Brandon, and Brandon walked by, and Andy told him straight up, "I I tore my ACL." And so when a guy like Andy, knowing as much as he knows, says, "Well, I tore my ACL," then you're inclined to take his word for it. So he he couldn't put much weight on it at all. He was on crutches the rest of the evening, so he faces obviously a pretty lengthy rehab. ACL recovery is not a matter of weeks. You're talking months. And I I think the hope would be that he is ready to go by fall camp in August. I think that's feasible. I think that's a realistic timeline. That's good news. Uh, especially, you know, just knowing how Andy Bass operates and how eagerly he's going to attack the rehab. <laughs> What, I'm sorry. What are you laughing at? I was just laughing at a couple of texts. But, yeah, that's good news if he can come back in the fall, no doubt. Greg from London says, people are stupid, Steely. It's a fact in life. We have to live with it. And Tommy said, guys, did, why did you just ruin Tommy's OU News debut scheduled for tonight? <laughs> Tommy, go for it. All right, go for it. I just don't – the fact that we're living in an idiocracy, which is also a ahead-of-its-time movie – Drives me crazy sometimes. But the problem is the level of idiot is only going to get worse, and that frightens me. A listener in the 405 asks, why do you think Lawrence Key is leaving? You see? Is that is that real? That's a real text. Settle down, Steely. Drink your Metamucil. And then the next text is, <laughs> why do you think Lawrence Key is leaving? Sounds like you and I should be sharing a little round together there, 405. Metamucil shots all around. That's right. There you go. All right. Uh, what else do we have? We Gunny got a ton and Stutzman of Army says, ACL surgery is a lot better than in 99 when mine was done. I was told back uh, then it would take a year to be 100%. Yeah, if you'll recall, Eric McCarty suffered a similar – 
I can't remember if he tore his ACL. I think I think he tore his ACL and his meniscus last November, and he was ready to go by fall camp. Then suffered another injury later on that sidelined him for this season. He probably would have redshirted anyway. But even so, uh, McCarty's rehab. I mean, gosh, he was talking about being able to participate at the end of spring ball. That was a five-month turnaround. Can you imagine? I mean, you think about what an ACL meant back in the day. Gail Sayers, whoop, career pretty much, you're done. Yep. Uh, Billy Sims, you know, uh, Steve Owens had some injuries in the NFL. They cut their careers short. Um, and nowadays, you know, it, sometimes they're back in six months. Uh, by the way, I think the 405 may have been, you know, making making a joke about the YouTuber saying, Lawrence Key. I oh, think, really? I think it's possible, yes. <laughs> Lindsay on the text line says, I heard Arnold Jackson <laughs> is in the portal. Wasn't that what you're talking about, Willis? Wasn't that Arnold Jackson? Was that Arnold Jackson? I think it was, right, Lindsay? Let us know. So, uh, so anyway. All right, 405-651-3439. This listener in the 405 says, I saw a tweet yesterday saying Canik could potentially be a backup running back in the bowl game. Yeah, that wasn't a serious tweet. That was a joke. Has Canik been a disappointment so far? Has he been a disappointment? Not, I'm not like, questioning his athletic ability at all. Yeah, sure, sure. I get I get it. It's hard to say because he's had some really good moments, right? He had 13 tackles in the mm-hmm. OU Texas game. Led yeah, the team that day. Played really, really well. Sometimes he's been, yeah, you're right. But sometimes it's like, man, that dude looked lost out there. Yeah, and uh, am I allowed to say he has neither been a disappointment nor impressive? Because I kind of like – I kind of feel like the jury is still out. You know, you can't really render a verdict on Jaron Canick's play to this point because you've seen some really good, you've seen some really bad, you've seen some stuff in between. Yeah, and look, I still think he can be a really good player because, as you've said, there have been moments where you're like, there you go, that's the athleticism we're talking about. He's got all the factors uh, that you want, right? Uh, Gary Coleman was Arnold Jackson. Um but, you know, is does he have the football IQ in this defense yet? You know, at times it seems like it's there and at times it's not. So still going through the uh, the process of trying to, to get better. Listener in the 404 pointed out it took Mike Gaddis two years to come back from an ACL. Yeah, that was, you know, and golly, Mike Gaddis, what that dude – I'm telling you, what a what a great running back. He was going to be good in the NFL, and, um, man, sad deal. Yeah, not ACLs only... are not nearly the death knell that they once were. I mean, think about it. Gentry Williams tore his ACL as a junior in high school. Hardly anybody remembers that now because if you saw that guy running around making plays on the football field, you would never have guessed he was barely three years removed from yeah. an ACL tear. Now we need to repair his shoulder, though, right? Yeah, he kind of like have... the six million dollar man. We must rebuild him, <laughs> make him stronger because that shoulder kept getting dinged a bunch. This listener, the four or five, says Jamal looks like he just started learning to be a linebacker. Who is? Maybe he's talking. About uh, maybe Kanick. that was autocorrect yeah, from Canick to Jamal. That would make sense. Uh, a three hundred seven listener says all this portal talk has me feeling left out. So I told my boss. I was entering the portal. Leaving for Vegas in the morning might have to find a job when I return. 
There you go. Well, everybody's entering the portal, right? Steely, there's always the meteor. Yes, I'm projecting the uh, the uh, the meteor will be. Uh, I'm. Over and under at 15 years. Gosh, here's a typo for the ages. When does OU start their bowel preparation? <laughs> well, you know, there was a lot of talk about Metamucil uh, a couple minutes ago. <laughs> I don't know. Who is the uh, who's in charge of the bowels over there? The bowel preparation. <laughs> when do you start your bowel preparation, Steely? Who does number two work for? <laughs> oh, how about Canik is a tight end? Says the listener in the four hundred five. I can't tell if that's a serious text or if we're just piling jokes on top of jokes. Oh my gosh! How about Canik is a tight end? What do you think? Tight end? They need some help there, right? I mean, I think Brent Venables' vision for Jaron Canik makes the most sense because. Yeah. Brent Venables knows a lot more about football than you and I. Put I still think that Canick's going to be a really solid linebacker. I do it's too. All said and done, I but do too. there's there's a lot of uh, you know. It just looks like sometimes he's thinking more than playing, and sometimes it's not the right thought where he needs to be, you know, and all that stuff and. You know, for my expertise in the world of football through high school, but um, it just looks that way. But no doubt, the kid's a tremendous athlete. Seems like a really good kid and good teammate, too. Okay. We need to break, don't we? I suppose so. I am still uh, flabbergasted by how is OU's bowel preparation going. Right, you guys. I want everybody to take two scoops of Metamucil. You think those bowels ready? Let's go. You think they have a chart in the (laughs) weight room like Tom Herman's P chart? I don't know. I don't know. All right, break time right here. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Keep those texts rolling in. Hour number two sponsor. Thank you, Oklahoma Generator. OKGen.com. Call them up, 405-321-6631. Coming right back here on the home of Sooner fans. We are back. Yes, we just did get a text on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line asking us how OU's bowel preparation is going. It happened. The media guide, is there anyone in there? Director of Poop Control. Mr. Hankey. Yeah, I'm 60 going on 12. I'm sorry. But we got a half chuckle out of that one. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, So, DG, the preferred school is Oregon, correct? Well, or Mississippi State. Definitely not USC. My preferred school for him is Oregon. I would like. To I see don't know Oregon what his too. preference is. See, I could root for Oregon. I you, you never root for. I'm, you know, for Mulesu, never, never. Now, that would be so weird if DG ends up in NSC uniform. Really like DG, like Caleb too, and I know you know people have turned on Caleb. I get it, the fingernails and whatever, and. You know, no shopping in Oklahoma. I, I still don't have a huge problem with Caleb. But the guy coaching the team, yes. 
because he's a lying liar. So I don't like them very much. All right, 405-651-3439. 712 Sooner says, Kanik is Stutzman one year ago. Relax. And I think that's a good point. I, I mean, for the most part, it, I agree with that. It feels like ancient history, but there were plenty of Sooner fans highly critical of Danny Stutzman's play last year because he kind of had a tendency to get lost at times, yeah. too. Yeah, no, no, no. And I think we actually talked about that a few months ago, that you're, you're hopeful that, uh, you know, Canick's on the same path that Danny Stutzman uh, was on because this year it's been different. Now, Stutzman struggled a little bit the last two games. Injury, illness, I'm sure obviously contributed to that. It was never about the effort and the guts that he showed because he's laying those on the line every day and overall had a really, really, really good season and would love to see him back. Okay, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line. A 405 listener asks – uh, can you talk about DJ Graham and why he couldn't get on the field at wide receiver? Sure thought he was athletic, fast, and obviously has great hands. Well, he couldn't get on the field this year because he was hurt. Uh, had a meniscus injury, kept him out for the season. And at the end of it all, you know, you had so many guys that made plays for Oklahoma mm-hmm. at receiver throughout the season that I I don't blame Graham at all for getting done with his fourth season at the University of Oklahoma and figuring, okay, I got two years left. I probably need to look somewhere where I can have more of an opportunity to be on the field with regularity because as talented as DJ Graham is and might have been, you got a guy like Nick Anderson, Steely, that wasn't even seeing consistent snaps in the offense until the seventh or eighth game of the season. Next year, you got Andrew Anthony back. What about Farouk's status? What do you expect? As far as? He's back, right? Of of course, yeah. Yeah. He can't jump to the NFL right now. Yeah. All right, uh, Jason and Oak Mulgee, root for Oregon Steel, man. Did you forget what happened there? Yes, that uh, that was more Gordon Reese. But I, I would root for – I mean, I'm not going to, you know, watch every second of every game. But if Dylan Gabriel goes to Oregon, um, that to me would – well, clearly better than going to SC. But, yeah, there's still some bitterness there. Anything going on with Reggie Pearson? We were talking about this before the show. His dad, you might check out his timeline if you get a chance. He was talking about politics and football and, you know, I'm, use the P word, I'm very angry about something. And I'm like, what's going on? Because, I mean, that's it for Reggie Pearson, right? Could it be something going on with the Alamo Bowl? I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything new. And by the way, we are still looking at the portal. We haven't seen anything new today. It's still Marcus Hicks, DJ Graham, Jason Llewellyn, Tommy Walker, Nate Anderson, Dylan Gabriel, Reggie Grimes, Savion Bird, uh, Key Lawrence, Marcus Major, Dalen Smothers. Transfer portal updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. They'll do great work for you, Brent Swift and his team. 405-831-8222. This listener in the 405 asks, did Phil Pachotti have enough practice time for the coaches to get a read on him? Uh, about midway through September, he suffered a season-ending injury. So, yeah, I mean, he got some practice time. The coaches were able to, quote-unquote, get a read on him. But even so, you suffer a season-ending injury. Gosh. You're almost starting from scratch next year yeah. in a certain sense. They like Pachotti, though. They they like him. He's All right. huge, man. 
That is a large human being. Phil Pachotti, even by linebacker standards, is enormous. I mean, Pachotti sounds like a linebacker, too. Kind of sounds like a Penn State linebacker, but, you know, uh, I think we talked about that during his recruitment, but uh, they, they like him. 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439, Knippemeyer, Chevrolet, text line. Brandon from the 405 says he's been trying to get Reggie an invite to the Senior Bowl to showcase for the okay. NFL. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So maybe old Reggie Sr. is upset with the Senior Bowl folks. Thanks for that update, Brandon. I appreciate it because I, I didn't scroll down his timeline very far, but I saw that last night. I'm like, what's going on? So I appreciate that info. Thank you. Dale from Grapevine asks, would the Sooners be interested in Will Howard as a backup quarterback? Well, I'll tell you, Mule Shoe's interested in Will Howard as a starting We've quarterback. They've already had a apparently. conversation, yeah. They already had a con- And the question is, would Will Howard be interested in a backup role, I think? And I think he's decent. I mean, at times he was he was pretty inconsistent this year. But I don't know. You don't think the Sooners need to look to the portal for a backup, right? No, I don't. I am – a hundred percent confidence in a quarterback room that includes Jackson Arnold, Michael Hawkins, and Brendan Zerbrug. Is it going to be an inexperienced room? Certainly, but if you've watched Jackson Arnold, and if you've watched Michael Hawkins, and if you've watched Brendan Zerbrug, I think you're confident that even if it comes down to Zerbrug next year as a three-star true freshman, he's not going to let that thing go off the rails. You've got an inexperienced guy, though. Uh, you know, if something happens to Jackson Arnold, and uh, you still got a relatively inexperienced Jackson Arnold. So, we'll see. We shall see. Pastor uh, MC says, My anger and bitterness with Oregon ended when Bob Stoops beat them in the Alamo Bowl two years ago. That's right. Uh, somebody was asking about, uh, wonder what Bob Stoops would think uh, about the portal when he answered that question about, Ahmed Kaba, you know, transferring. What? And, uh, yes, take me back to that. That was Ahmed Kaba was from, uh, was it Westmore that I think he was from? He was definitely from Moore. I think he was a Westmore wide receiver. Pretty highly recruited, like a four-star. Okay. And um, the word was, well, you lost uh, Ahmed Kaba's leaving. You know, what are your thoughts? Hello? I, I think we can uh, probably replace the receiver who caught nine passes last year. All right. <laughs> You know, basically is what it was. It was classic Bob, classic stuff. 405-651-3439. A 918 listener asks, do you think DG could go to Washington? Yeah, I guess he could. But to me, if I'm Dylan Gabriel, it comes down to two things. Do I want to stick with what I know and go play in Jeff Levy's offense for another year? Even though my job as a quarterback is going to be a lot harder in a loaded conference with – a cabinet of skill position players that is not empty but certainly sparse? Or do I want to go out west and go somewhere where I can potentially compete for a playoff berth, make good money, and have the opportunity to break NCAA records along the way? I just think Oregon is a much better fit in that regard and has far more to offer than Washington. Yeah, I... I, uh... I would agree, and Washington's been a good program as well, but I do think that um, Oregon seems like the best fit as well for me when it comes to you know thinking about what's there for Dylan Gabriel and all the money they have and all of that stuff. Nova Sooner says, wow, Steel Man sounds just like Bob. That is hilarious. Bob was always great. The Bob versus John Hoover battles were pretty good back in the day. 
So I've heard. Yeah, they were good. Where I, would OU be in the preseason SEC rankings? Man. That's a good question. Bama, Georgia, 1-2, some version of that. Well, and here's what I would bring everybody back to as well. What happens in the transfer portal is probably going to go a long way towards affecting the perceptions of several programs, at least in the Southeastern Conference. So I don't think we know yet, and I don't think the answer today, December 5th, might is going to remotely resemble the answer three months down the road. It might, but there might also be some pretty seismic dominoes that end up falling that cause us to – and it doesn't have to necessarily be Oklahoma, but you know, pick any team in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Say they bring in three or four huge transfers – or say they lose three or four huge transfers. That might be the difference between looking at a team like that today and going, oh, they're going to be a contender, or oh, they're going to be awful, and then having that perception completely flip-flopped a couple months down the line. Top three, we think, will be some version of Bama, Georgia, Texas, and then the Sooners would fall in a mix below that. All right, 405-651-3439. We've got a million texts still rolling in. We'll try and get to as many as we can. Thank you guys in the Ref Army. Keep rescinding. If uh, we haven't gotten to yours next, we're going to try, I promise. Keep it here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Ah, yes, Sports was a great album back in the day. I like some Huey. Also like me some Riverwind Casino because they are the best at what they do, giving you great chances to win jackpots, and they have incredible promotions, concerts, dining, big-time hotel. They are a five-star. That's what they are. There's no four-star status at Riverwind. It's five-star all the way, nearly 3,000 electronic games, best selection of games, all your favorite table games as well, world-class poker room, off-track betting. They now have a Skyloft gaming area. They have what they've uh, labeled an Oasis gaming area that is totally smoke-free. And they've got all the incredible promotions as well. And they are giving away $312,000 in cash bonus play and prizes during the holiday month of December with the Frosty Fridays promotion. That's 100K Midnight Magic Madness. Giving away a bunch of cash and bonus play there. 40K Santa shopping spree. The Midday Runaway. Midnight Magic Riches. Check them all out online. Just click on gaming when you go to riverwind.com. And you know the Showplace Theater has been back for a while now. And we've had some great shows there. More on the way. Lee Bryce, Friday, December 15th. Saturday, December 30th. The music of, uh, well, not the music. This is a comedy show. And really, really good comedy from Ron White. What a classic he is. Then we get the music on New Year's Eve, December 31st, which is a Sunday night Midland in concert. We usher in 2024 with Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy and Friends in January, February, Air Supply, Scotty McCreary, and then in March, the comedy of Jim Gaffigan. Only at Riverwind Casino. That's where they're the best in the metro area. Riverwind Casino, always good times at Riverwind. Okay, we're trying our best to keep up with the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405 405- Six five one thirty four thirty nine. From a listener in the four hundred five, do we have a good idea on which current Sooner football recruits will be enrolling early for the spring semester? Good question. I do not have a comprehensive list yet, and this is something that gets asked every now and again. But there are, I would 
16, 17 of the 27 right now that intend on enrolling early. Now, some of the ones I can think of off the top of my head that will be at Oklahoma in January include Michael Hawkins, uh, Devon Mitchell, Zion Kearney, uh, David Stone. Zerbrug's going to be an early enrollee. I believe Eli Bowen is as well, Nigel. So a lot of the, a lot of the big names will be on campus by January for the Sooners going through spring practices. There you go. Uh, let's – Sean from UConn. Sean from UConn says, what up? Y'all better read this one. Do you think OU needs a theme song in the SEC? And if so, what song should it be? Hmm, that's an interesting question. A theme song for the Sooners. The boys are back in town, but they were never in that town. Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, Steely's <laughs> version. No, we don't need that. Um, ah, that is a really good question. Gonna have to think on that for a minute. Hmm, a good theme song for the Sooners entering the SEC. Help us out, text line. When we like when we say theme song, what are we suggesting here? In what context does the theme song get used? Is it going to be just for the Sooners' first year in the SEC, or is it like taking care of business? I mean, it's pretty generic, but right? I don't know. Kate on the nine one eight says Steely would say we've only just begun by the Carpenters. Maybe I like some Karen Carpenter, and she can play the drums too. So yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Three Dog Nights. Uh, never been to Spain. I wonder if we're talking about a theme song for like in the stadium. Is that what we're thinking about here? The in the stadium. That's kind of what I'm asking. Yeah. Is in what context does a theme song get used? Because that affects my answer. Do you believe in magic? That would be uh, the Love and Spoonful. Um, who let the dogs out? Who let the sooner out? Moving on up, the Jefferson's theme. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, we, gosh, the suggestions are all over the place. Colin Casey says, Steely wants it to be should have been a cowboy. Now, Cole, you see, you're running with this BS line here. The editor who put it out there was garbage. Well, T-Row put it out there. He's not garbage, but, you know. Makes me want to puke. Filbert asks, do you think starting next season, the two starting linebackers would be Lewis and Stutzman? That would be interesting because, look, Danny Stutzman comes back, he's going to start. No mm-hmm. question about that. The battle between Jaron Kanick and Kip Lewis for the other linebacker spot, that presents plenty of intrigue because I think Kanick has the higher athletic upside, but over the course of the 2023 season, you saw Lewis overtake Kanick and I think demonstrate a more instinctual style of play at linebacker. So I – you almost have to give the upper hand to Lewis heading into the offseason, but I would caution anybody against writing off Jaron Canick. That's still one of the freakiest athletes. Yeah, yeah that's roster. a big mistake to do that. Big mistake, no doubt. Uh, let's see. Something by Rage Against the Machine. How about Bulls on Parade? Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> that's just a college football theme song right there. Oh, man. 
Him by Rupert Murdoch. Wait, that wasn't Rupert. That was a Rupert Holmes song, not a Rupert Murdoch song. <laughs> Rupert. <laughs> I don't think Rupert Murdoch had any tunes. Him was by Rupert Holmes, who did the Escape song, Pina Colada, right? Let me go ahead and Google it up. Song, him, song. And that was done by Rupert Holmes, who also did the Pina Colada song. I would love to see Rupert Murdoch try that song on the karaoke. Him, 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 what's she gonna do without him? It's either me or it's him. You never cease to amaze, Steely. I just want the to picture. Range. I just want to picture Rupert Murdoch singing that song, "Putting on the Ritz" by Taco. There you go. Lose yourself, Eminem says. Sooner, Chris and PA. <laughs> Let me clear my throat, DJ Cool. All right. Sean from Yukon says Nazareth. Now you're messing with the S-O-B. yeah. There you go, Sean. And the name of that song is "Hair of the Dog," by the way. And it's we played that for Mule Shoe a few times. Yes, we have. Good it's one. become part of the Mule Shoe theme music. And uh, they also, what was the other? Love Hurts was also on that album. That was Nazareth's uh, Big Splash, that album. The album was Hair of the Dog in the song. Now you're messing with a, a son of a... That was, uh, that's a good one. It's always funny to me when you choose to censor yourself and when you don't. Mm-hmm. Constant coin flips. Like Jackson. <laughs> Arnold. Wichita, Wichita Falls Sooner says, thoughts on Ethan Downs' remarks about P.J. Adibawara's future at Oklahoma from a newly self-crowned three-star texture. Mm, I want, okay. Well, we talked about that earlier. You want to play the clip one more time? Yeah. And we, we also we need Downs. to play, I forgot we need, we're going to play uh, Billy Bowman on JFA, too, right after we play the Ethan Downs clip. Here we go. We got a bunch of freaks, like freak athletes all the way around. Um, P.J. Adipaju. He is the, I mean, he, he's going to be the most dominant football player to come out of OU in a long time. Wow. And I'm not saying that because I'm creating unrealistic expectations for him. I'm saying he's got the physique and the mind and the capability, and I'm going to lead him to become that. There you go. That was Ethan Downs last night out at Rudy's with uh, Tiro Teddy. Uh, high praise for P.J. And let's hear what Billy Bowman, who did say Billy Bowman's playing in the bowl game, did also said hasn't made his mind up yet on whether he's coming back or not. I would say that he probably will, but he says he's going to wait until after the bowl game. But here's what Billy Bowman said when they were when he was asked by uh, T. Rod Teddy about the ability and his thoughts on Jackson Arnold. We we know how much talent Jackson Arnold has, and um, we truly do feel like he he is the next big thing here at OU. Um, Jackson's a great guy. Uh, a great player as well. So I just feel like it's his time to, you know, show what he has and bring that young leadership into the locker room. Since I, what I've seen from him since I've been here is, is like you said, obviously arm talent. He has NFL level arm talent right now. And um, uh, one thing that uh, I noticed when he first got here is just being able to read defenses. You know, uh, most of that is due to what you know Venables does on defense. You know, he does a lot of um, extravagant stuff, but. Um, He's gotten definitely way better at that. You know, every time he gets in the game, you see, you see what he's, he can do. There you go. Billy Bowman on Jackson Arnold. 
All right, text keep rolling in. Let's take a quick break right here so we can stay on schedule. Thanks again to Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring our uh, second hour here on The Ref. 405-321-6631. Online, okgen.com. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Buffalo Wild Wings Studios on this Tuesday. Coming right back here on The Ref. All right, closing it out for us. You've got uh, Parker, of course, at the top of the hour with Tyler McComas getting locked in right here on the home of Sooner fans. 405-651-3439. Sooner basketball coming up uh, tonight, 6 o'clock tip time. Did you hear me? 6 o'clock tip time, people. 6 o'clock LNC tonight. Number 19, Oklahoma, 7-0 on the season against 7-1 Providence. Uh, the Friars coming in with only one loss. They lost in the uh, finals of the Bahamas Championship to K-State. Uh, 73-70 was the final there. Should be a good game. Then the Sooners play Arkansas in Tulsa this weekend. Thunder next in action tomorrow night against the Rockets in Houston at the Toyota Center. Friday night. Back home against the Golden State Warriors. Oklahoma City currently the number two seed right now at 13-6 and six in the Western Conference. You know, we were excited to play our, our new transfer portal opener and had delivered you some transfer portal news. But, well, we have the opener. What's happening? It's a transfer portal. It's out of control. We're losing our defense. No, not our starting quarterback. Yeah. We need him! Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. Get out of here, man! We gotta get out of this place. If it's the last thing we ever do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But so far, it is all quiet on the portal front today. Transfer portal news, or lack thereof today, at least from Oklahoma's standpoint. Brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. Brent Swift will come personally look at your home, whether it's a roofing or construction project. And uh, they've got 25 years of experience. Uh, they renovated over 350 houses, locally owned and operated. Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. Okay, uh, back to the text line. Let's get as many in as we can. Who will be the backup QB at the Bowl and next year, says a listener in the 918. Well, at this point, it would seem that the backup quarterback for the Bowl is going to be, drumroll please, Davis Bevel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now... In the fall, would you think Bevel would be the backup when they no. play Tulane in game one? It's no. Tulane in game one, right? No, I do or not it's, think uh, Davis Temple in game one, I believe. Uh, would you say it'd be Michael Hawkins? I would lean towards it being Michael Hawkins. Okay. All right. Uh, Drew from Flower Mound says he would say between the 3 5 range for the SEC in the preseason in terms of ratings. But Parker is 100% correct. So many things happen during the offseason. Uh, you know, you can look at the recruiting classes and kind of say, all right, well, they, you know, maybe they'll, you know, uh, williams Winery is going to make a huge difference for Missouri if it's not Oklahoma down the stretch. Probably, you know, but Missouri kept winning. But the portal, we don't know yet. We just don't know. 
And that's a huge part of how you evaluate teams. And we'll know the portal closes uh, January 3rd, I believe. And then is there another portal after that in the spring? I think there is, right? Yeah, I mean, again, if you're first off, if you're a grad transfer, you can transfer at any time. And then secondly, just because the portal closes mm-hmm. on January 3rd doesn't mean there still won't be portal activity. That's the last day you can get in the portal. But, for instance, you recall Caleb Williams dragged out his transfer process until February. Yeah, that's so, true. as long as you're enrolled in time to go to classes, then you don't have to be committed by January 3rd. You can take as long as you want to. From the 909, do you think Oregon wants DG or Dante Moore? Well, Dante Moore, UCLA, former five-star, right? It is now being reported by several national names, including Pete Thamel, that Oregon is the odds-on favorite to land Dylan Gabriel, and he will be visiting Oregon in the near future. So, I love that for Dylan, man. Absolutely love it. I think Oregon's the spot. I think if he can land at Oregon, that team, they'll make some stuff happen next year in the Big Ten. Colin KC. Bob Stoops was the only head coach to ever win a bowl game with Caleb Williams. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting uh, trivia question, Dow. You know, because everybody's talking about that now. I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, Cole, but yeah, down the road in, you know, 20 years, who's the only head coach to win a bowl game for Caleb Williams? Um, I mean, some OU fans will know, but that's a good one. Oh. You know, so we'll be back on, well, it's not going to be Pac-12 now. I was thinking about late night with the Pac-12, but I'm forgetting they're going to be in the freaking Big Ten. You'll see Dylan Gabriel throwing a football in a snowstorm at some point next fall or next winter. Is it winter yet? Not officially, I guess. No, I guess not officially. But but there's a good chance of that, right? You know where Oregon's week one game is next year? I do not. Hawaii. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow, They man. play at Hawaii That's week awesome. One. So how much, how much more sense does that make for Dylan Gabriel? Even more so than it already did. He's going to be an Oregon Duck. I mean, it's going to happen, right? I'm down with it. What I'm are the ch- What it. are the chances we get an edit uh, by like early next week or this weekend? I don't know. I won't act like I do. So you, but the report is he's apparently visiting this weekend, or do we know? Uh, we just, don't know exactly. Has lined up a visit though. Right? Details on the visit. We just know he is visiting at some point. Per Pete. Did you just yawn in the air? No, I didn't. You Why? sure? Yeah. It looked like, I, I don't know. I saw that you're probably a little bit bored with the old man. I think I saw. I just, I know you're tired. I know. Just don't, you know, you can't transfer chew gum week has kind of taken it out. It's of me. very difficult, transfer portal week. I agree. I agree. Just <laughs> listening to 405 <laughs> says, can't wait to see Caleb Williams' tears freeze. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. The sobbing incident, that was, was that the most iconic moment of the college football season? No, it wasn't the most iconic moment. I mean, for Sooner fans it was. Maybe some really, you know, small-minded, petty Sooner fans. I still think it's Dylan Gabriel to Nick Anderson to beat Texas. But that's just me, Steely. All right. We'll put Caleb the sobbing incident third nothing wrong with showing emotion kids 
don't hold in your emotion, all right? But if you cry, back in my day, you'd get stuffed in a locker, man, and kept there. Tears. Please. We used to play. Back in my day, men were men and wimps were wimps. And that's all there was to it. I might have been one of the wimps, maybe. Doubtful. All right. Want to thank, uh, again, Oklahoma Generator. Appreciate you guys sponsoring hour number two. And, of course, the one, the only Riverwind Casino. Get out there, play with your wild card, enjoy some great shows, great dining, world-class hotel. Have a terrific Tuesday.